This is the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to Best's Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, Managing Editor of Best's Insurance Professional Resources. We're pleased to have with us today Peter Schifrin from Schifrin, Gagney & Dickey, Incorporated with offices throughout California. For over 40 years, Schifrin, Gagney & Dickey has provided high-quality claim adjustments, investigations, and TPA claim administration services. Peter is the president and CEO of SGD and also serves as a licensed adjuster and private investigator. Peter has extensive experience with a wide variety of claims, including property casualty and many specialty lines. He is a past president of the California Association of Independent Insurance Adjusters, the Pacific Claims Executive Association, and of RPA. Peter is also the current Secretary-Treasurer for the NAIIA. Peter, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Today's discussion is on wildfire claims. And Peter, for a first question, how have the California wildfires changed the landscape of claims adjusting in California? Well, I'll tell you, we've always had fires out here in California, but typically they were not an every-year occurrence and they didn't occur in both Northern and Southern California at the same time. I think, I think in my lifetime, this may be the first time where we really felt like a cat state versus a, a day claim state where there weren't these kind of adjusting challenges. Uh, you know, we've, we've, we've really changed in how we have to tackle these claims, and our insurance commissioner has become very active in telling us how we have to do things. Uh, we've had quite a few changes in the last year or two in, in how claims are being handled. And, and as, a, as an adjuster, keeping up with all those new rules has, has become half the battle. Uh, we have uh, requirements on standard additional living expense payments and content advances and inventory forms and debris removal. There's just, there's just a... Uh, a lot of things that have come down the pipe since since these uh, fires uh, that have, have have made our job a lot a lot more uh, challenging. Uh, we have uh, new insurance code sections. Uh, for example, for the first time ever, if someone's house burns down, they can combine their coverage A and coverage B if there's money left. And, and, and actually get more indemnity than they would have in the past. Uh, and we even have a, a new insurance code section that requires a different valuation method when a house burns down. So uh, it's, 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 it's pretty active out here. I would also mention that we have a bunch of different insurers out here, some admitted, some non-admitted, and they take different stances in how to handle these claims. And so if you're an adjuster and you're working for more than one client, uh, it's, it's not easy to figure out which playbook you're using on which loss. Peter, has there been any litigation that has arose from uh, these claims? I haven't seen a tremendous amount of litigation arise yet. I, I do believe that we will see more litigation about valuation. Uh, little by little, the burden of valuing the property is falling on the agent and the insurer more than on the customer. And every time we have one of these fires, people are underinsured, and they they want to blame that on the party that sold them the policy, either the agent or the insurer. So I do think we'll see more litigation. Uh, we did have 
some litigation after the mudslides in Montecito that followed the fires uh, as to the issue of cause. Uh, you guys might have followed this. Uh, there's a big proximate cause argument on whether the fire caused the land to change, which then led to the mudslides, or whether those were simply mudslides from rainwater, and we saw some litigation from that. Uh, we also have a lot of smoke and ash claims out here uh, where there's question as to whether people were truly affected. Let's say they're a few miles from the fire, but they're claiming smoke or ash damaged their property, and those claims do get denied on occasion for various reasons, and there have been lawsuits arising from that issue. Uh, that, those are probably the, the biggest things we've seen. And you mentioned the last two years being particularly challenging. What were some of the major challenges that the adjuster community faced? I think uh, probably the biggest challenge is sufficient staffing. Uh, every time there's a catastrophe, you never have enough people to jump right on the claims. You're always having to find more adjusters. Uh, I know, I'll, I'll forget which fire it was, but a couple years ago when you had uh, what was it, Irma in Florida and Harvey in Texas, and those had already hit, and then we had fires out here in California after those and events, and you already had all the cat adjusters deployed in Texas and Florida, and now you're trying to get cat adjusters to come to California, and they haven't, they're just not available. So staffing is always going to be the biggest challenge in any catastrophe. Uh, access to the properties to commence the inspection is, is super difficult, and you may remember during the paradise after the paradise fires up north, which are horrible, they kept us out of paradise for weeks, maybe even over a month. I think it was because they were still dealing with, with quite sadly, body retrieval, and so we couldn't get access, which will probably dovetail into some comment about technology. Uh, also. Finding experts to assist in the adjustment process is super difficult, and in some instances, you have you have clients that can't get you money fast enough to make people happy. And I'll tell you, the the best way to deal with a policyholder after catastrophe is to, if at all possible, is to give them some money so they can buy some clothes and and get in a hotel and and try to have some semblance of of life after their properties burned down. Now, how have the turnaround of claims been in general? I think in the most I think for the most part these personal lines carriers have figured out that they need to shine at the time of a catastrophe and that good claim service is really the best customer service they can provide and the best advertising for their company. So in general, I think carriers have gotten good at responding to these claims and making quick decisions. But of course there's always outliers where carriers make decisions that slow down the process. Uh, obviously, as an adjuster, our, our job is to get out there and get enough information for the carrier that they can confirm coverage and make, make initial indemnity payments. And so if, if we don't meet that promise, then of course it slows things down. Peter, based on the challenges, the wildfires and the mudslides you mentioned, is there anything you feel the industry would do differently or what they have learned from, from all this the last few years? Well, I would, I would joke that what they've learned is they don't want to write business in California because 
we've we've had so many losses out here, but but that's not really learning. I, what I would say is that there's a big push for as much as possible handling these claims remotely, either to save expense or to identify damage and reserving and issue payments faster. So we're seeing satellite technology being deployed and drones being deployed and and flyovers being deployed to so that if I'm an insurer, I can as quickly as possible identify my losses and make payments uh, without delay. Uh, the traditional model was to always send an adjuster to every loss site to either meet with the policyholder or at least verify the, the loss. The technology is getting to the point now where you don't necessarily need to send an adjuster out to, for argument's sake, verify that a, a dwelling is burned down, and it allows for a faster and, I would say, more economical adjustment of the claim. Uh, technology has been a little slow to deploy in, in the adjusting arena, but I do think you know in this decade we'll see a lot more push to use technology and use use faster methods to get a loss assessment to push the adjustment through. So that, that's the biggest thing I think we'll see every time there's a disaster is more deployment of technology. Peter, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you. You've just listened to Peter Schifrin from Schifrin, Gagne, and Dickey with offices throughout California. And special thanks to today's producer, Frank Bowinkle. And thank you all for joining us for Best Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, go to our webpage, www.ambest.com slash claims resource. And if you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, and now this message. Best Insurance Professional Resources features valuable insurance industry content, including searchable profiles of client-recommended insurance attorneys, adjusters, and expert service providers. Brought to you by AM Best, known worldwide as a respected source of insurance industry news and information. Visit ambest.com slash claims resource.